episode i'm your host red goat vandenberg mike is my first name you can call me whatever you want most people go call me late for supper some people call me an asshole some people call me a prick some people call me a nice guy doesn't make a difference uh it doesn't bother me either way like me hate me don't care i got me and i got two dogs and a cat welcome to the show uh you know it's a funny thing that people are always worried about what everybody's thinking about them and uh you know, really, there's only one final judger. That's it. That's all you got to worry about. Don't worry about anything else. I know a lot of us right now are going through a lot of judging times. Um, so today we want to talk about the future of the gym business, what uh, what my perspective is, what I think is going to happen, um, what we've been keeping busy at. I've been um, extremely busy, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what's been going on. Uh, around not only our area, our province, our country, uh, maybe in North America, Europe. It's awesome. I read the stories every day about what's happening around and uh, how people are feeling about this thing. We're going on to day 40 of the uh, social distancing experiment and how people are holding up. And I think it's going away better than a lot of people think it's going to be going. It doesn't really change for me, to tell you the truth. I don't know about you guys, but it doesn't change for me much at all. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about my thoughts on the way the gym business is going here. Um, I've been listening to a lot of uh, gym experts. I've been listening to a lot of people that I trust in the industry and um, a lot of the conversation that's going on and how things are going to be changing. And we, of course, want to be at the forefront of, of anything, and we, we think we do that. We think we try and stay ahead of the curve. I think we've been lucky uh, since 1995 to be in this business and we're continuing to be in this business and we will continue to lead in this business. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about my thoughts on it. We're going to talk about some workouts. We're going to talk about how you're making out and what you can do to stay better. The weather has been beautiful. So if you're listening to this and it's nice out, don't listen to this or put your head pods on your uh, AirPods on and go for a walk and listen to this. Or if you're on the treadmill or if you're at home working out, and you need something to cast some time, go ahead and work this out. But things are changing, times are changing, and I'm going to speak my mind about it on the flip side. All right, welcome to today's show. This is episode 54, I believe. Uh, I don't know. You know what? I really don't keep track of it. Uh, I enjoy doing the podcast, so I haven't done uh, one for the last couple of days because... Uh, Circumstances have uh, not allowed me to do it. We've been uh, kind of finishing up the move from the uh, big uh, training center into the studio, uh, which, um, you know, is great. Now, let me tell you a little story. So <clears throat> if you know me or if you've been to my facility, you know that about every, I don't know, few months I get bored with it and I rearrange it until I find something better that I like and then I change it back because it didn't work out the way that I thought it was going to work out in my head and, and the lay, layout is uh, 
I remember seeing like a, a, a member named Paul come in one day. And uh, this is a few years ago when we changed the gym. Like after just moving to the new facility and then a few months later we changed it and he just walked in and stopped and looked around and he's like, I don't even realize I'm at the same place. Like that's just what I like to do. But what it is, it's not just out of boredom. It's about functionality and the way it's going. So, uh, you know, we moved into the studio over the last few weeks and, and this downtime obviously with uh, with the way that things have been going we've had more time to move and it's been slow and methodical and we put a, a layout in place that we thought were good and then um you know it was okay but it wasn't functional for dead uh for trap bar lifts and uh you know mandy's been working out there and uh we've been doing online clients and stuff and it's good for that and then you know oh is it good for our own workouts is it going to be good for personal training clients and all that and then we had an idea Mandy and I talked and oh let's switch this this or this so then I got around to doing it and I got halfway through it the other day and I was like this isn't going to work but I was too lazy to change it back when you're starting moving platforms and racks and uh, you know thousand pounds of weights and oh it's exhausting and then you realize that it's not going to work and it's disheartening. So then Mandy came in and I was like, Mandy, this isn't going to work. You know, I got halfway done. I realized it's not going to work. And I showed her what I thought the problems were. And then she looked at it and said, yeah, but I like it this way too. And I was like, yeah, so do I. And then she's like, hey, well, maybe you could move this and that. And then I was like, yeah, okay. So then later in the day, I'm like, okay, I'm going to move that. That's a great suggestion. And then I moved everything. And then I realized that I put stuff onto a storage unit that I needed to move. And then I got frustrated and left. But that's just kind of what happens. You know, you think it's a great idea and then you got to work through it. So now we're in the midst of rearranging the studio again. But trust me, when we open up, it's going to be great. Here's the thing. Uh, so today in Saskatchewan, they they um, made their plan, their five-phase plan to get back into it. Uh, gyms are not included. They're in phase three. Um, which doesn't surprise me one bit. I've talked numerous times, and I've talked to a lot of people about this. I don't think gyms are a priority, which I think are a mistake because of the mental state of people. I mean, let's think about it now. Like, how many how many people you guys are listening, and you wish that you could go into that that workout area and and do a great workout? And it's good. Yes, it's okay to be at home, but you know, just going to that gym and feeling that release and and lifting heavy and that sort of thing is kind of good for your mental health and your stability. So I'm a little bit discouraged um, with the announcement today. Uh, we are not a typical gym. I understand that we are personal training uh, studio. We do not have more than probably four people in our gym at the same at the same time right now. Uh, or would we if we were going because um, we are a personal training studio. You know, even now, we're doing some uh, content recording, and it's good. But, you know, the gym business is changing. Let's just start there. The gym business is changing. If you're listening to this and you are a gym owner of a big gym, be prepared for the changes. I think, and a lot of people in our industry feel like private or personal training studios are going to be the way of the future, Private gyms are going to be the way of the future where you can only allow X number of people in. And, um, you know, just based on everything that's been going on uh, with the phasing and with social distancing and with everything that's going, 
I don't think your big commercial gyms are going to open anytime soon. And if they do, and if it's phase three and that's in June or July here in Saskatchewan, I think that, you know, you're going to be limited to how many people you can put in per square footage. So if you have, um, you know, 5,000 square feet, you're only going to be allowed to have X number of people in the gym at a time. It's going to get very confusing. Our cleaning policies, obviously, hopefully your gym has been cleaned the whole time, but, uh, you know, wiping down after thing. The one thing about a, a private training studio that I feel like, like is a great thing is that when you're one-on-one -on -one with a client, you can actually uh, disinfect everything they've touched after they're done their use, before they're done their use, you can wipe it off for them. I think you're a little bit more in control, and I think that that's going to be kind of the wave of the future. I think you're not going to have the big box gyms like you did. That's just personally what I feel. I don't know. I've just talked to a lot of people in the industry. You take a look in the States, 30 gold gyms have already closed uh, for good. They're not reopening. 24-hour um, fitness has filed for bankruptcy or is filing for bankruptcy. <clears throat> and I think that in our province here, you're going to see a lot more gyms. If they can't be open for another couple months, I think you're going to see a lot of members uh, cut their memberships off. I think you're going to see a lot of people not be able to pay their rent and have to close. I think that there's a brace that we need to have. Um, and also, you got to take a look at how many people have bought equipment over the last uh, 40 days, right? Uh, I know we can't find any anywhere. Um, you know, I tried to order in some new bars uh, from my, for my own personal business. And, uh, there's a three to six week back order on, on bars, which has never, ever happened. And, and bumper plates and weights and dumbbells and kettlebells. And so a lot of people are investing to spend that money, uh, into their own place. Um, I said this the other day that I couldn't, you know, I could have been downsizing at a better time. I, we literally had decided to downsize in January and before this whole thing and started the process. And luckily, when we were ready to move, um, you know, we we sold all our excess equipment, um, which normally would take, I would sit on for probably months and months and months. Um, you know, we ended up selling all of our equipment from. So we went from a 10,000 square foot or 11,000 square foot building to... 1,800 to 2,000 square feet. So there's a lot of equipment we had to get rid of. And I literally sold everything in within 30 minutes. So I would put something on Instagram, and within two or three minutes, it was gone. It was sold. Um, so, you know, for me, it, I lucked out. I couldn't, have, I couldn't have come at a better time that I was downsizing, and we were doing that already, and we were making the switch into a personal training studio. So I felt very, very lucky and blessed that that happened. Someone was looking out for me. Uh, hopefully the bearded guy, um, his father who lives in the sky or in heaven. So somebody was looking out for me. Um, you know, I'd, I'd had a business mentor I'd been working with, Greg Simpson, who, God bless him, has been great for me over the last uh, four or five months. He's been a, a rock for me to talk to and, uh, um, you know, share experiences with and his experience with his own company uh, as a president and CEO um, and he's been able to give me advice and, you know, right from day one, that was our plan and we put a good plan in place and we worked it and it just happened to work out for us. So we're excited about it. The only thing that hasn't worked out is we, we haven't been able to get new clients in there and we're excited about doing that. But what has happened, um, is, you know, I'm as busy as I, I have ever been. And the reason is, is this FaceTime workouts, um, 
you know, it's been awesome. It's been a true blessing that we have technology compared to 100 years ago that we could still <clears throat> help our clients out. Now, um, it doesn't translate into big financial gains by any means because, you know, you're not getting new clients, but we've been able to service the clients we've had, uh, which has been really nice. So Mandy's been doing quite a few uh, sessions uh, with her people, and I started doing more sessions with my people. And it's kind of interesting, you know, like this morning, I wake up, we're doing a, uh, um, you know, a, a workout with uh, uh, my friend Britt in California, and then, you know, we have someone here in Moose Jaw we're doing a workout with, and then uh, an hour later, I'm doing a workout with someone in, uh, just past Melville on the eastern side of the province, and it's just very exciting to me, and I made a post about it, because it, it truly is, there's a way, and consistency um, is is the key to having success, right? So a lot of people get excited. Oh, okay, now we're going to work at home. We're going to do this. But it's boredom, right? It's it's not being able to do it, not being able to finish it, not being able to be held accountable, not being able to, to get motivated to do them. So, you know, some of my online clients, I switched from just doing my online program to the FaceTime program because they were having trouble getting motivated. That was exciting. Um, it keeps me going. The reason <clears throat> I like it is because it, it motivates me as well. If I'm not working, then I'm not motivated. And it's just like anybody else. I mean, I'm, I'm here in this business to help people, to get them ready for something, to get them ready for an event, to lose weight, to become healthier. Um, and then when you can't do that, it's very frustrating. So think about it in yourselves and your mental well-being of not being able to go and do your normal routine. But, you know, it's just, it's, it's very consistent that we can get out there, we can do things that we want to do, and we want to make sure that everybody is happy with what's going on. It, it's, it, I made a post the other day, and I don't know um, if you follow us at Forge underscore Red Goat, but um, I, I said routine creates consistency, consistency creates forward motion, and forward motion creates gains. And I truly believe that. I truly believe that you have to. Keep going with consistency, consistency in eating, consistency in workouts. You've heard me say this a million times on this podcast. Your health journey is from the day you were born till the day you die. And it's about consistency. It's not about, oh, yeah, okay, now I'm going to work out at home. I have more time. And then three weeks later, you're not working out anymore. Oh, I'm not going to eat consistent. I'm, uh, I'm not doing anything, so now I'm just going to snack and snack and snack and snack, snack. That's not great for your health journey. Okay, so... Not only that, but your mental health, right? So to me, it's all connected. I mean, we've talked about it on this show many times. Physical, mental, it's all part of each other working out. And that's what that consistency drives from. But being able to help people FaceTime and that sort of thing, it's been good. It's been keeping me going. The hours are, you know, not what I normally work or have normally worked in the past, but they're still pretty good. You know, if I'm helping 25 hours to 30 hours a week and I'm, I'm coaching people, whether it's online or through FaceTime or just sending workouts and that sort of thing, that's the value that I have and that's what I can do to help. So <clears throat> I don't want to say that, oh, I think everybody should be doing this. I think that we found out, just like many industries, we found out that there's going to be a different way of doing things. I think the days of the big commercial gyms are pretty much done or done for a while. I, I don't see them opening up where you can have 30, 50 people in the gym at the same time. Right now, even going into phase three or four into um, the Saskatchewan plan, 
you're talking about going to a group of 15 in a building at the most. So if it's not a retail store or a, or a grocery store, you're talking about 15 people. If you can only have 15 people in a big commercial space, you still got to pay rent. You still got your overhead. You still got workers. That ain't going to pay the bills. Um, so I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. I think there's going to be a lot of downsizing into gyms. I think that the future of the gym is private. Like a lot of people that I deal with and uh, that I follow are like myself. They're private gym owners, one-on-one coaching, um, you know, either athletes or health journey people. And it's by appointment only. Um, it's a small facility. And and that's going to go. I mean, I had the big facility. I loved it. But it just wasn't uh, economically viable anymore. So you got to be careful what you're doing. And then, you know, if you're doing athletes, that's very random, right? So um, there's not a lot of coaches in my area that do just athletes, from professional athletes to youth athletes. So right now it's going to be, it's going to come down to, hey, I got to book my times and I got to go. So we are getting ready for that. We'll put our ad out. We don't know when exactly that's going to happen yet, but we're going to be prepared for it. We're going to be ready for it. Um, I talked to uh, Coach Mandy the other day. You know, we both have our targets, what we, you know, what we think we can take in a week or in a day. And um, we've laid it out into a schedule and that's, you know, what we're going to build off of. Um, And we're going to start taking those orders and we're putting out a... um, uh, I don't want to say orders, but we're starting to take those reservations and we're starting to put out a special for when this is over. People can claim a special to get back into personal training and that sort of thing. It's not going to be easy. And and then you take the other side of it. People aren't working, right? So economy-wise. So you're going to see a lot of people cancel, canceling memberships, not going to be able to do the things that they did before for a little while. It's going to be... Like, let's not kid ourselves here. So... Um, you know, phase three, if we're in Saskatchewan and phase three is, let's say, June or July, um, you know, realistically, it's going to be another four, six months after that. Think about that. Like, it's going to take some time to be normal. We're, we're not going to be normal again until into the late year, into the new year. No. Hey, that's, that's only, that is only if this doesn't reoccur. And I'm not a news watcher, but I have watched and read a lot about this, um, this pandemic across, across the world. I think that a lot of the experts are true. I think a lot of them are saying, hey, we're, um, we got to be careful that this isn't come cause another outbreak. So you got to go slow. Yes, you got to go slow. But at the same time, we still don't think that um, we've peaked in a lot of the provinces in Canada. The United States is reopening already, and I think it's a little early, but we'll see what happens. I read a great uh, article today on Facebook. Uh, Dime Dallas Page, who was a former professional wrestler, I did actually meet him one time in San Angelo, Texas, believe him or not. A very big guy. Uh, he he was so big, he's like six foot seven or something. He just kind of like, boom, appeared, and I was like, uh... Hi, <laughs> I was kind of starstruck because I'm a big wrestling fan. If if you know me, you understand that. And I was so awestruck by him. But <clears throat> he has DDP Yoga, which I think is an absolute great program. Um, he's helped uh, numerous, numerous people in all walks of life, from NFL players um, to uh, former Army people to former wrestlers. 
He's helped them get their health back and being able to walk from, you know, guys from who could hardly walk were wheelchair bound because of their weight and their their problems with their joints and all that. And he's helped them get back into shape and help them to be able to walk and run and enjoy life again. And, and very inspiring guy. If you ever get a chance to look up DDP Yoga, man, the guy's incredible. His program is incredible. He has some great, wonderful trainers there. He stood up um, today. He's based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and he stood up today in, on CNN and said uh, that he was not going to reopen his studio um, to the public. He was going to keep it closed to see how things were going. And, and I give the guy a lot of credit. I mean, he's a businessman. Obviously, his online platform, and he, he does that well. And he has a lot of people follow him online or buy his uh, program, which is video-based. Um, so... I, I wouldn't say that he's, you know, quit like, holding down his business. He's just not going to do it, the open classes and the public classes anymore. But I applaud a guy like that, stand up and say, no, I don't think it's time yet. I think we're we're going a little early. I choose not to open my business at this time, and I think that's a great a great thing to do. So I give him a lot of credit. But there's going to be a lot of gym owners there out there that are panicking and saying, hey, you know, um, I got to get back into business. I got to do this and I got to make sure that I'm making money, which is totally understandable because we all got to pay our bills still. But at the other time, you got to weigh out the pros and the cons of it. Now, online platforms, I love, and I think this is going to become a big um, boost in our industry for the future where we can go into house. I've already seen today a new company came out um, and, uh, this is the first one I saw. That's why I'm saying it's new. Cause I haven't seen it, uh, on social media where they're now saying to coaches or trainers, Hey, um, here's a platform to take you into people's houses. Right. So, um, a lot of trainers, if you're going back into private training, uh, maybe aren't going to be able to have their studio because they would have lost their studio, but they still have the power uh, and their certification. So now they're going to go into people's houses and personal train people in their houses. Um, there's a platform available for that. There's lots of things coming out there that now that a lot of people in this industry are saying, hey, things are changing. Here's what we got to do. You know, and again, we lucked out to it. I, I can feel for them. If I was still at the, the 11,000 square foot place, I would be stressed beyond belief. Luckily, um, fortune came my way, and and we don't have to worry about that. We're in a more controlled environment, uh, financially, economically, uh, that we can ride this out a little bit longer. So we, we are blessed in that thing, but we're still looking for ways that we can help people. Don't get that wrong. I'm not going to sit back and not do anything. I want to work. I want to help people. Just because we're we're in this situation doesn't mean that people still don't need our help, okay? I know a lot of people think that the gym business is a fringe business or personal training is a fringe business or only the wealthy can do it. <clears throat> but until you have had your life changed by a personal trainer or a personal health coach um, that has kept you from maybe anxiety and depression, uh, maybe from thoughts of, of ending your life, um, or eating yourself into a situation where you can't get out of it, until you've had someone reach down and help you, you don't actually understand what we're talking about. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, this is stupid because it's a personal trainer who's trying to drum up business. I'm not trying to drum up business. What I'm telling you is that I think it's very important. 
I think it's very important that the health industry, the fitness industry, can work hand-in-hand with the health industry. I'm a little bit perturbed that our government and our provincial government doesn't see that. They see the health crisis. They see the crisis with the mental with the uh, mental health in our province, and they still don't. I did a study a few years ago um, that blew my mind. So I looked at, <clears throat> for one year, I researched farmers and the fitness levels of farmers, and I've read all the governments. I, t- I read government reports from 32 countries where farmer suicide and injury rates on family farms are incredibly high. Yes, people were paid to to research this, and pharmaceutical companies paid for this. Mental mental health uh, professionals put in this. Uh, <clears throat> in almost every report, and most of these reports were fifty to hundred pages. Some of them were thirty to forty pages. Pretty extensive reports, but to a T, everyone says that farming, and we have a lot of farmers in this industry or in this province. Um, it's a very big industry that mental health and suicide are prevalent and that physical conditioning plays a part in that. So, for instance, farming is not as physical as it used to be, okay? So the days of of uh, doing the chores and throwing the hay and carrying stuff all the time and being in good physical shape aren't there anymore. And it's not because our farmers are lazy. It's because they rely on more machines to do it faster. They got more land. They got more more space they got to cover. They got to grow more crops. They got more cattle. So their time is consumed. The machines do the majority of work, but it is still one of the most stressful jobs in Canada and probably in a lot of countries because you're depending on the weather to produce your crops, to make your money, to pay your bills. If a machine costs $500,000, you don't think that's stressful if your crop isn't growing? I get it. Now, <coughs> excuse me, not COVID, I got to say that, not COVID. Again, dry throat when I talk so damn much. And I don't want to be drinking my diet drink, but I will. Sorry, that was a little uh, Coke Zero break. Anyways, they are stressed. Suicide. They, they don't want to talk to mental health professionals. All right. They talk to their wives, then their wives get stressed. <clears throat> so now the whole household is stressed. In all those reports, okay, they would give all the explanations, they would give all the reasons, and then they, you would find one or two lines about how, if they could physically, um, like physical working out or uh, going to a health club or whatever, could help de-stress them, could help them stay healthier. The reason is this. Fatigue plays a huge part in injuries on the farm. So working long hours, being mentally stressed, mentally fatigued, not physically in great shape, not eating properly, has injury consequences. So you're late at night, you're tired, you're not thinking properly, you haven't been eating well, you go to climb off the combine, you decide to jump off the combine, you snap your ankle. Now, if you're the the head of that farm, that's not good. Okay? So, <clears throat> the funny thing is, in all these reports, you would find one or two little blips about if they could 
do more physical health, the benefits would be blah, blah, blah. But yet we don't do anything, our governments don't do anything to help give those farmers that physical working out or that credit to do that or that you're giving them money or funding to do it. But we do give lots of funding to people to research and talk about the problems, but we don't give them money for the solutions. And that pisses me off. And it's just like this, that our government, again, is saying, okay, well, it's good. Uh, if you go and get your hair done or your nails done in phase two or three, which I'm not smashing those industries because they're trying to make numbers, but that's how our government thinks. Oh, everybody's going to be happy because they got their hair cut. Are you friggin' kidding me? We're not worried about people's mental health related to their physical health. We're, ra- we're worried about their mental health and their physical appearance. Our priority are for government. And <clears throat> this is what's so frustrating is that health should be everyone's priority. It would save us tons of money. On pharmaceuticals, it would save us tons of monies on doctor visits, but we won't do it. Governments won't do it because they are controlled by industries that are not the health industry or the fitness industry. Sorry, the fitness industry. I shouldn't say the health industry. Pharmaceutical companies, um, fast food restaurants, they get big money, these politicians. Politicians don't want to tick those guys off. So an easy solution is say, hey, everybody gets free uh, fitness care or free memberships at gyms or whatever, so much towards personal health coaching or whatever, but they won't do that because it's not sexy. It doesn't get them the money. And you see this when you look at your phases. Everybody lately in the last three weeks, there's been a ton of posts from our governments about mental health, mental health, mental health. Easy solution. Get people active. Get them working out. You can do it safely. You don't need to put 100 people in a gym. You don't need to put 50 people on a soccer field. Okay? So that's where I'm coming from is I start to look at all these different angles, and that's what I'm saying. I think our industry is going to be changing. I think in-home workouts are going to be better. I think FaceTime workouts and that platform is going to be good. Do I think uh, Zoom is a way to go? I think Zoom's cool, but those platforms don't work a lot of times. There's too much static and too much things going on, and they cut in and out, and then people get frustrated, and then they don't want to work out anymore. So finding that right balance and that right solution is what's going to be the key to this. I think that you're going to see classes are going to be cut down. I don't think you're going to have those... Um, class type gyms anymore. Um, I think they're going classes are going to be limited to under five people, which then trainers are going to have to do a lot more. You think about trainers that are used to doing twenty or thirty people in a in a class <clears throat> for one hour, making that money versus saying, okay, now only five in a class, and now you got to work uh, four or five more hours to benefit all those people. And then you got to think about all those people that are saying, okay, I can save that fifty or hundred bucks a month. Um, I haven't been working. I need that. That's a priority to me. Exercise is free. Yes, 100%. I say that all the time. Exercise is free. And if you're motivated to do it and you can keep yourself accountable, golden, golden. But I'm telling you right now, 95% of us aren't. We can't do it. 
you need someone to help you along. So that's where my conclusion comes into is that I think, and, I, and I'm not the only one, I think there's a lot of experts in our fields in our in the fitness industry that are looking the same way and going the same way. Some of the big guys that I follow, um, some of the big strength and conditioning guys that I follow have already said that they will be going to a smaller gym. It will be personal training. It will be one-on-one where the environment is controlled. It'll be by appointment only. They will be closing their gyms to the public. And we are doing the same thing. Our gym is closed to the public. We are not a public gym. We are a private gym. We are a private facility by appointment only. And that's the way that we will be staying. You can you can book in already and, and get ready to get your spot. But this is going to be limited. Most trainers in our industry, people don't realize this, a full-time trainer in our industry is considered 20 to 25 hours a week. All right. So for Coach Manny and myself, we both look at um, 30 to 35 hours a week. If, if we can stay at that 30 hours, we're, we're doing a great job. Well, I'm telling you, um, it doesn't take long to fill up 30 hours. You're talking about 10 clients uh, probably a week at three to four sessions a week. So you got to start thinking about that. If you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to, everything's going to be good and golden. No, that's not true. Um, You're going to have to be ready. You're going to have to be prepared. I know I talked to a couple of hairdressing friends of mine that have already taken waiting lists. So people are are on the waiting list to get their hair done at 150 bucks or 120 bucks for a hairdo. But paying... 150 to 200 or 300 bucks a month for your health is too much money. I think that priorities and stuff like that are are going to shift. Yes, I get that. But what is your priority? What is the norm? And what I love about this is of course I'm passionate about my industry. You guys know that. I mean, I'm not I'm not speaking out here. I'm passionate about what I do and I see the benefits of it. I have had more people in, since 1995 thank me for what they've been able to accomplish through through strength and conditioning or mental health or personal wellness or whatever that's enough that's enough for me i know that it works okay it still boggles my mind that not enough people understand what it does for you what it does what it did for me how it changed my life yes i was an athlete but then I went away from that because I thought, oh, well, I was done. I didn't do that. And then you realize that the health benefits, that's what you need. It's not about being prepared for a sport. It's about being prepared for life, being able to walk, being able to enjoy. So I'm just saying to people that love health, love the gym, it's not going to be the same. It's going to be different. You have to be prepared for the differences that are going to be coming in the near future. And it's going to take some time. Don't don't just think, oh, okay, I've seen it already. I mean, the weather's turned nice uh, here in Saskatchewan, and now I see tons more people out. This is where we got to be cautious. And I'm not being uh, a pessimist. I'm, not, I'm saying this is where we got to be cautious. We just went through 40 days to try and help the curve. Don't wreck it in the next two weeks. Okay, there's a reason that in our in these reopening plans, they're not giving dates because they're not certain that we're not going to have another outbreak. They're not certain that, okay, we open this up, 
we're not going to have another outbreak. So we're all looking out for our own industries and our own well-being. I get that. But we also have to think think of the big picture. I also like watching the states and realizing that a lot of them don't feel like this is real. Well, I think it is real. I think it's worse than a lot of our governments are letting on. A funny story out of Germany was that Germany, the the female president or prime minister or whatever she is in in Germany, and I forget her name, I apologize. I don't think she's listening because I don't have anybody in Germany listening to the show. As you know, I'm getting bigger in Nepal. Shout out to all my friends in Nepal. Thank you for listening. I see the numbers climbing in Nepal. Maybe maybe when this is done, I will get a tour over in Nepal. Who knows? But here's the deal. I think that we have to be careful. The thing about the German president that made me laugh is she sent China a bill for $137 billion for causing this. <laughs> I love it. Hey, China, you started it. You're going to pay this bill. I don't know if they'll ever pay it, but I I think the message was clear. Um, You know, mind your P's and Q's around the world. The other thing is, guys, this is our new norm. If this, if you hear an outbreak happen again, guess what? Get prepared. Our borders are going to be shut. Travel is going to be limited. And we're going to be ready to lock this thing down. And this is going to happen again and again. Every hundred years, we've had one of these things. But why it's so big is because now on social media, we all know about it. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of government, and I'm not a big fan of our government. I'm not a big fan of how the Saskatchewan government has been handling this. They they basically shun uh, self-employed people out, um, you know, Here's here's the funny thing. Here's what makes me mad. This is the solution. Okay, you're a small business owner. Oh, here, we'll give you a loan. And, oh, the interest rate's going to be low. So someone's making money off this. If you have no clients, a loan does you no good because you can't pay your bills. You can't lend yourself out of debt. That's impossible. So that's the solution. And it's not for self-employed people, it's for businesses. Well, how many people are losing their businesses? How many people are losing their vehicles? How many people are in jeopardy of losing their houses? And I understand it's not the lender's fault. I understand that. I get it. But how come the people that are struggling the most are still the ones that are counting on to pay the bills? Where's our governments in that situation? Now, everybody who knows me knows I'm not a friend, uh, um, uh, uh, not a fan, a friend, a fan, sorry, of the uh, the hippie guy, the 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 hair flicking liberal in charge of the country. But I will give our leaders this: I think they've handled the situation well. I do. I, as a business owner, I get it. We got to shut down, and I know it causes a lot of stress. But I like what we've done. I like that our country has bought into it. Whether we believe in what they're doing or what they're not, our country and our provinces, our people, the residents, have done a great job of buying into it. 
And I'm proud to say that. I'm proud to say I'm Canadian because of the way the Canadian people have embraced this. There hasn't been a lot of bitching and moaning. It's about acceptance. This is what we're going to do, and we're going to do it together as a country, and we're going to flatten the curve. I like that. I'm proud of that. Now, I take a look at what's happening south of us, and there's so much. And I spent 15 years in the States working, so I totally get it. And I totally get that there's 10 times the people there. We have 35 million. They have 350 million. I get it. But we are not conflicted. There is a lot of confliction there around what's going on in that country and whether they should reopen, whether they should not, economics, blah, blah, blah. If we lose a million people, well, we still have 349 million we got to look after. I get that. I maybe and maybe ten years ago, maybe fifteen years ago, maybe five years ago, I would have been all for well, the economy is more important than a human life. I'm almost fifty years old now. I get that. I understand economics. But what is the cost of one human life? What is the cost of someone's mental health in this state versus opening up my business? Or opening up Walmart to having more people or opening up whatever, a restaurant or whatever. What? It, where's the trade-off? For me, I understand that we're going to lose people. That's, that's what happens. It happens with the flu. It happens with cancer. It happens with heart attacks. It happens with all this stuff. But if there's something we can do to prevent that, why aren't we doing that? That's, that's my point. So I'm very proud of the residents of Saskatchewan. In our town here, they, this has been great. I think Moose Jaw, I think Southern Saskatchewan has done a great job. We've only had 15 cases in Southern Saskatchewan. That's amazing. Now, I also am smart enough to understand that we have a sparse population. We're not a dense population, so it's a little bit easier to do. But I haven't heard people whine and bitch about it. Yes, people want to be working and people want to be making money and paying their bills. I get that. But I haven't heard a lot of people just bitching and complaining about it. And I'm proud to say that as residents of Moose Jaw, as residents of Saskatchewan, residents of Canada, we've done a great job in that. And you guys should be proud of that too. Whether, whether or not we like our government, whether or not we like the situation, whether or not we're happy about it, I'm not happy that I'm not able to open up on Monday morning and say, hey, come on back to work. I get that. But it doesn't make it any difference. It's more frustrating for me because I want to be working and I want to be helping people more than we are now, but at the same time, I also don't want to have someone lose a loved one. So I think about that. If it was someone close to me that I lost because some idiot didn't buy into the the way that it's going, and I call them idiots because if you don't believe that people are dying from this and if we didn't do something, you're an idiot because you have to believe that we did the right thing, and I know in my heart that Canada did the right thing. I still wish we'd close the borders a little bit quicker. That's great. But next time, I bet you they do. So that's my talk today, guys. And I'm sorry if it feels like I was preaching to you. <coughs> Excuse me. That's my that's my take on it, though. I mean, we're getting close to the end. Don't blow it now. We're doing great. And the weather's great, and I get it. Don't blow it now. We're doing so good. We're We're helping keep people out of harm's way. Keep doing it. 
we'll we'll survive. We'll figure out how to to do our health. We'll figure out how to get stronger. We'll figure out how to be ready for the upcoming sports season if there is ever a sports season. Uh, we'll be ready for that. But don't don't blow it now. You know, because I would be really disappointed if if uh, if this continued on. We got too antsy and this continued on for another six months then I think you'd see real trouble so sacrifice for the short short term and play the long game alright we talk about that in health all the time it's not a short term game it's a long term game so we're going to take that from our health and now we're going to do it for our overall health and the health of the country and the health of people out there and that's what you need to do oh I'm sorry if that went on a little long, and I'm sorry if I ranted and raved, but you know what? Sometimes I just got to release, too. You know, you sit in the house here, and you think of things, and you talk to people, and you get frustrated, and you watch the news, and it's frustrating, and, you know, things aren't going our way, but hey, let's look at some positives. Let's take some positives out of this. A lot of us have readjusted our lives. A lot of us have realized we don't need a lot of things that we thought we needed in our lives. So that's a plus, right? Everything is... You know what, is it really that bad, spending some time getting better mentally, physically? Is it is it bad, spending time with your family? I don't think so. Not if you like them. <laughs> and that's a little shock because I don't really like my family. I don't talk to them. They don't talk to me and I don't talk to them. It's a mutual agreement. Um, anyway, so stay tuned. Um, like I said, Manny and I have always, uh, been talking through this whole thing, trying to figure out a way that we can help people. Our FaceTime platform has been great and I'm so excited about that, but look for an ad coming out, um, to claim your time. Like I said, we are getting limited. When this opens up, we will be booked. There will be a waiting list. There will be, um, people that, that are just ready to go bang. They got their times booked. And so we're going to run a special that. Get people excited, get them ready to go. We can start you out on uh, personal training on FaceTime, and then we can move you into the studio. It doesn't make a difference. So if you are looking for that support, and it doesn't matter where you are in the world, we can do this. We can help you. We can help you change your life through nutrition, through mental health, and through physical health. We're going to help as many people as we can well, we have to do it this way. And then we'll continue doing it that way, but we'll add in the studio and the in-session in workouts. So we're very excited about it. We hope it happens sooner than later. But until then, we will just keep going. And you need to keep going. Play the long game. Don't think about the short term. Okay? Here we go. You know what I always say? Hug a loved one. Peace. I'm... That concludes this episode of Become Fearless. Thank you for listening and thank you for being part of Red Goat Strength and Condition. Have a great day.